Welcome to The Network, our attempt at creating a modern podcast version of the Negro Motorist Green Book. If you don't know anything about the Green Book, I invite you to Google it. With each interview, we are building a network of talented professionals that you can reach out and touch. Every episode is an invaluable resource for black people living in and traveling through America. Subscribe to The Network. You may need it. Here's part two of our conversation with Dr. Jeremy Sims Alexander. I was paying the bank what I could. I, I filed the, I, right before I got ready to file the bankruptcy. I think I was in that transition of moving to this other spot. Do you know the bank sent me a $25,000 check? The bank sent me, praise God, I didn't have no money, hardly any money. So the, the same bank <laughs> that you had to file bankruptcy with. Same bank I had to file bankruptcy with. That I owe money. Check. Sent me a check, brother. While you still owe them money. Why I still owe them money. Wow. wow. For twenty five thousand dollars. I called my aunt. I never forget, but I was praying, saying, Lord, I need something. Like I don't know what to do. I'm, why you know again brother I'm talking about hard knocks yeah. perseverance look <laughs> the people send me a check praise God. look and my mind on one shoulder I'm like Lord I need to send these people they made a mistake on the other one I'm calling my aunt you know my, my down for me aunt yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm like auntie auntie Roberta yeah. I'm saying yeah. look I'm telling her running it down to her I'm like these people Send me a check. She said, Jeremy, put it in the bank. Don't spend it. Just put it in the bank and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Brother, I really think, because I was talking to the banker, you know, off and on, you know, and telling them my story. But I even wrote them letters and told them what had happened to me. Yeah. And they agreed that I had just been taken advantage of or whatever. But they still wanted their money. I believe somebody in that bank sent me that money, man. Like, and just yeah, yeah. But, but but that but that's what I'm saying. Like, God has always, man. I got so many little stories. Has always always made a way for you. Always. Wow. Always, wow. brother. So let's and, let's fast forward a little bit. What yeah. what happens that moves you? What's the event or series of events that actually moved you from Atlanta back to Shreveport? The mobile. Now I'm, I'm, I'm focused on how do I start this company? So I'm, 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 it's so crazy. The practice is doing well for the first time back again. I'm back where I want to be, but my heart is somewhere else. Your heart, your heart was in the pediatric heart, ministry. That's, that's right. That's okay. right. And the niche of access and mobile dentistry. Okay. My mentor in, in Atlanta, you know, he got all that sold up. So I'm like, well, man, I know they're not doing this in Louisiana. They don't have this in Shreveport. Yeah. You know, uh, I got family, you know, people I don't even know. I know, you know, 
uh, man, it, it just be such a, you know, as I started talking about, I said, man, it just makes so much sense, you know, to go back home. But here again, I don't have no money. I'm bankrupt. I'm just starting to make money again. You know, I went through this thing of wanting to be more impactful. So I, I wanted to join the military, you know, mm-hmm. and I started doing all this stuff, you know. Uh, so I got this going on, got a new business, trying to get in the military, developing a company from the ground up, writing a business plan, drawing a logo, you know, okay. just. But now I had the time. So I'm in the office and I'm I'm no longer really tempting anymore right so i i'm kind of focusing on my business trying to get the money up but not realizing i just spent five years training in pediatrics where residency is really only two years right i spent the last five years basically getting a lot of education a lot of training a lot of business acumen in dentistry you know and really developing what i wanted to do yeah. In the process, you know, and developing my spirituality and my walk with God. Like I'm I'm basically when I go back to that, I tell you that it's been my training ground. So now my faith is different. Okay. Right. So okay. I know when I'm doing here and I'm sitting and I'm drawing this out and I'm think doors are opening. You know, you know, the opportunity is coming. It's just yeah. starting to make sense, right? Yeah. And and everything is coming together, you know, from the miles for smiles. That's our name. You know, uh, going an extra mile for our smile is our trademark. Okay. Uh, getting the website for miles for smiles was owned by a lady in, in Texas somewhere. I got that website for $800. She wasn't using it. Okay. We it's a lot of people that say miles for smiles this miles for smiles two k smiles for miles you know nonprofits yeah. uh, running marathons and brother I got the name okay and the web address dot com you know these are these are stuff that is <laughs> like okay when when God opened that little small door it's like okay you got to keep walking yeah okay yeah you know. You can see, all right, what's the likelihood of, of you being able to get a brand name like that? Like, I can already see that Miles for Smiles can be a brand name. You know, yeah. it, it, yeah. Can, it, can tra- it can go state to state, whatever. It's, it's a real brand. You know, it makes so much sense. When, I, when, we, when, we, when we do this mobile thing, man, people are shocked. They think it's a franchise, you know. They they think it's something that that somebody else did, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they like don't you, even realize you, that this is you. Yeah, like and, you you bought into this, or yeah. you you know who came up with this, you know. And I could tell them all I can say is Jesus. Yeah. And they asked me. They asked me, who paid? You know, where did you get your money? Did you find it? Jesus. And I mean it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because. I'm telling you, it's just all the doors open. So even with going to Caddo Parish, where I went to school, where I'm from, got all my education from, except my last two years of high school, I spent in California. My mom started teaching in Caddo Parish. We're coming home, and what we do with the schools, they're not paying us to do. There's no, there's no contract 
like a, a you know it's an MOU agreement, but there's no money exchange of hands, right? We so what is all, that? T- tell me what is that? What does that look like? So you got the miles for smiles bus, and y'all just yeah. roll up to the school on a weekday, a weekend. What what does it look no, like? So what it is, it's a regular dental office that's on wheels. Okay. Period. It's like taking your neighborhood dentist, wherever you go to dentist, uh-huh. and taking their office and put it on wheels. We literally run the company just like that. And so the education, there's an education component, and I can speak to that a little bit. My wife does all that for the company. So my wife's background is education. Okay. She got a master's in administration and education. She's one of those people who went to school to be a teacher. Okay. You know. Okay. So she 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 in her in her wheelhouse. Well, I never desired. I I was one of the people. I never worked my wife. That ain't never happening. You know, that's not. (laughs) We not doing that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But God has so a plan, right? Right. I listened to this, and we're gonna talk about this. I was saving this to the end, but but kind of in my walk, you know, I do. I uh, my aunt turned me on to this guy named Miles Monroe. Uh huh. Okay. The Kingdom. uh, That's right, Kingdom guy. That's right, and uh. I watched the sermon. So in the midst of developing this miles for smiles concept and wanting to do this, I watched a sermon one day and it said, why men should have visions and dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And man, that thing there changed my life. Yeah. Okay. Because one of the things he said in it was as a man, you have to, you have to provide the opportunity for your wife to help you. Okay. Right? Okay. Right? So if you're not doing anything that requires her to help you, then you're going to have chaos in your, in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, and I looked at it and then I, then I had her look at it. And I think and what God was doing, man, he created a business where we can work together, but do what we've been trained to do. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so collectively, we really can't be stopped. How it works with the schools, basically, we are trying to educate the whole child. We see the value in, in health care, right? Okay as a whole and there are a lot of kids in louisiana texas arkansas mississippi that have dental benefits but they're not utilized okay for whatever reason so okay the mobile providing the access kind of it's doing something about it right it's actively going to meet people where they are so it's providing an opportunity for kids to get treatment and stay in school so how it works the parents basically it's not a program or anything like that. It's basically a service that's being offered through the school system mm-hmm. for families to take advantage of if they don't have a dentist or they want the convenience of dental care being offered to their kids at school. So what we yeah. do, we accept all insurance. It's a regular practice. It's not a it's yeah. not a it's not a demographic thing, a underprivileged thing. A, it's a, it's a it's a dental practice that moves. What we do is we come and we telling we're telling educators, principals, 
uh, stakeholders, you know, that look, we're here to keep the kids in school. You know, when a, when a, when a kid goes to the dentist, they normally don't go back to school. True. You know, true. Okay. So that, that education time that, you know, some, we get some pushback sometime that we we're, we're taken away from instructional time. And it's really kind of like, we're not just showing up. We're not soliciting. So we have a scheduled day. Mm-hmm. You know when we come in. You give us a day when we come. You know, so you don't have to schedule us on the testing day or, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The the the, yeah. the schools, the schools, the patient population or the students dictate how many kids we see at a particular school. The need, you know, okay. the education, the parents they want the services. So every school is different. Some schools we got a hundred patients in. Some schools may only have twenty five patients in. How many schools do you serve? About 80. 80? Yeah. Eight zero. Eight zero. Wow. So we got three we got three different parishes. So so here's how all this man. So when I was in Atlanta, wow. I may have had sixteen hundred patients any given year to work off of. Okay. To make produce off of to help, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Man, we, we see over four thousand kids a year now. And we just we're just getting started. We only wow. been we only been working. We only started this company in two thousand. I started the company in two thousand fifteen. I didn't start seeing patients. I take into yeah, October two thousand fifteen. I didn't move to Shreveport. So the first year, I was actually one week in Shreveport, one week in Atlanta. But but guess what? It wasn't no big deal to me because I had already been doing that for you know working. Three days here, uh-huh. you know, a couple of days here. So again, all my 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 training, you know, <laughs> it yeah. just all kind of came. It's all coming together now. So God showed me something through these trials and tribulations, and in my in my what I perceive to be failures or or speed bumps or obstacles. Why me? God was really training me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Do the oh, whole thing. Wow. Man, that uh, that's a story, man. That that's a testimony. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm listening to you and man, I'm hearing all of the things in your testimony that God has brought you through. So is there anything that keeps you up at night? Man, I got a crazy spirit. It's like I gotta conquer things. Okay. You know. I am never satisfied. It's crazy. Like I really see myself helping a lot of people. You you, know, yeah, you did say that you just getting started. You did say that you just a lot of people. And not just the kids, but I'm talking about the doctors, the hygienists, you know, uh-huh. the, edu- the the field of dentistry, you know. I really have a real passion for, for this profession and not just treatment. You know, I've been through so much about getting taken advantage of, you know, I see how things are changing in the profession where it's coming, becoming more corporate and you got venture capitalist companies and banks and, and investors owning dental practices, you know, yeah. but, and really pimping out dentists and, you know, I'm not really with it. Coming back home, I wanted to get Miles for Smile started. I believed in the foundation of it. I knew that it would work. I knew it would be a platform that we can stand on and be proud of. But we get to a point now where it's time to kind of 
fight for the profession, fight for doing the right thing, giving giving people jobs, growing the company, expanding, you yeah. know, uh, you know, because of what I have or me and my wife, or our company has been able to do, man, they got legislation, you know, that's going on the Senate floor in the state of Louisiana because of what we have done in this short period of time to try to get, uh, health centers and hospitals yeah. to be able to operate mobile dental units without being owned by a dentist. Man, that's impact. That's, that's impact. That's community impact. But who, but see, I got to fight for us as dentists to be able to, I can't stop another dentist from saying, I want to do a mobile dentistry. I can't, you know, we all have a right. 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 But what I can do is try to stop investors or board members from wanting to do this for profit or for money or just to mm-hmm. add something to their to their portfolio. The, you know, the dark side of dentistry. Yes. That, and that's what's that trying to happen. Right. New existed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's wow. what's that's what's trying to happen. So our mayor, our former mayor here, that's a, actually a state representative that grew up in the same neighborhood that I grew up in. Seen my mobiles, you know, know what I do, know my family is is actually trying to get legislation passed for the state of Louisiana to be able to operate mobile dental units without being owned by a dentist. So I went from man, I went from sharing space, moving around, pill the post, you know, yeah, doing different things to now basically having three dental practices. That's good. And you want you want dentists to right. be able to own those mobile practices, correct? I want them I want them to join this company and have a share in it and 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 own their own territory, work their own areas. You know, my, this is what we do to help kids, man. It's universal. You know, there's not a kid in a school, in a classroom. I don't care where they from, what demographic they are that you don't see dental disease. It doesn't know wealth station or class. It's somebody has it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. They say they say dental decay or dental disease and asthma are the number one and number two reasons why kids miss school. So, wow. you know, it's that impactful. We see kids, man, that I know. And now when I go back and talk to the board, I go before the school boards, I can say unequivocally without a shadow of a doubt that we are helping kids. I, I know. Like at first it was an emotional thing, you know. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point now where we're trying to actually get the data and the statistics and trying to figure out how do we how do we calculate what the impact that we're having so that when we try to expand our services, we can actually show data, you know, that this is what we're doing. These are the these are these are the man these are the school hours that we're saving, you know. This is, you yeah. know, the service, the preventative services that we're offering. You know, these are the benefits because there are kids, yeah. man. I see. If I didn't go to them schools, they wouldn't get dental care. Their yeah. first, their first appointments would be in the emergency room. You know, wow. and, and so we're able to treat kids where they are. We're able to put them in an environment amongst their peers, so that kind of helps some of that fear factor. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. kids with ADHD and, and learning disabilities that when the parents take them to a traditional setting, 
they can't even get them to open their mouth. But for some reason, when they come on a mobile at their school with their paraprofessional or that teacher that works with them all the time, yeah, you know, we're yeah. able to get that treatment done. We're able to get that cleaning done. You know, these are stories that people don't, you know, it's not written, but I see, I know this stuff works. And it's, so my, my, my goal is to continue to, to grow this platform. So Miles for Smiles not only treats students at schools in three different parishes in Louisiana right now, we also do prisons. Man, listen, so I'm, <laughs> I'm an educator. I'm an educator yeah. by training. Yeah. So hearing you talk about kids coming in, you know, who have may who may have learning disabilities or ADHD and them being comfortable and also kids not missing instructional time, those things are huge. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised with with the understanding that your company has of those things. And and those are things that the majority of the world has no idea about. Mm -hmm. You know, no idea about. But the fact that y'all are well versed in those things it's no surprise that your business is 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 expanding into additional mm -hmm. territory you know mm -hmm. because the 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 work that y'all are laying at the foundational level is 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 going to open more doors for you guys i mean yeah. I, I think that i think that's easy to see you know yeah. because of the the imp, the community impact the quality of care um I may be a little biased, but I don't know if a whole lot of people are providing that that level of care. They might be providing that type of care, but I don't know if mm -hmm. people are providing that level of care. Because and and I, I say this, I think we are, like I said, we're the only one in the state. Yeah, definitely. And I so, you that. know, we, we and, but now it's getting to the point to where we've made it okay, right? So now you got LSU. So now I'm I'm dealing with big, you know, uh -huh. big corporations. You know, yeah. they got the money to do whatever they want, the yeah. backing to do whatever they want. Not only in Shreveport, Shreveport is a medical town. You know, that's okay. the biggest industry here. So now you got LSU here, and we got Willis Knighton, which is the largest nonprofit hospital in the state of Louisiana. Okay. Okay. And they have several locations. There's not nothing around here that don't say WK. Okay. They got their hands and everything. Okay. These are the people that are seeing what I'm doing. I'm hearing little breadcrumbs of them wanting to get into this. They don't want to collaborate with me, you know, and, and, and figure out how we can work together. I've even tried to, you know, pitch, you know, me sending, you know, patients with severe, you know, dental disease in and coming in myself in a hospital mm -hmm. environment and doing their care under sedation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Trying to get, cause we travel to rural areas. So getting some of those patients and those families into the hospitals can be a win-win. But what they want to do is they want to do what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? I've yeah. made it, I've made it okay. So now I got to, you know, I got to basically fight for the right to keep my own company. And basically and basically where I'm at right now is exposed to the community and to the state really now that we started this. Mm -hmm. We were mm -hmm. first. 
And so when it comes to expansion or it comes to opportunities, we want to be we want to be considered for those opportunities. Right. And it's a lot of people still don't know about Miles for Smiles. You know, if yeah. LSU was to come trying to do a mobile, they would think LSU started this. Yeah, they you don't know, know about so, Miles for Smiles yet. We're going to put a yeah. yet in there. That's right. So yeah. what we're doing now, man, we're trying to develop, you know, lobbyists. We're trying to actually talk to people on the state level in Baton Rouge and get some recognition. You know, I'm not a recognition type of person, but I want to. It's like you have to, though. you know. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to do it in a tactful way. And that's kind of as a company, a corporation we're working on right now is just trying to figure out how do we make sure that we are recognized as first in the marketplace? How do we put the data out there of what we've been able to do and how do we keep pushing forward? So, you know, we're, we're growing a real brand, man. We're, we're having fun doing it. We know that I call it impactful dentistry. You know, we got it on a mobile. We have committed to outreach, dedicated to service on one side. On the first mobile, we got let your habits reflect your mission. Okay. And on the other mobile, we have integrity leads to execution. You know, so we, we just try to do what's right, man, you know, and uh, yeah, and God's rewarding us for it. So that's my perseverance story, man. I mean, you asked me about it. I told you I had to tell you the whole thing. No, it's going to take a minute. I definitely uh, appreciate you sharing. So we're going to we're going to move into uh, we got three other segments we're going to do. You mentioned that Miles Monroe um, yeah. is your favorite. Tell yeah. me. um any recommended music? You got any recommended music that you're listening to that you recommend other folks you listen to as well? Well, man, I, I, I'll be honest. I listen to a lot of gospel music. I went through, a, I go through phases, right? Okay. You know, but I always go back to gospel music. You know, that kind of calms me. Uh, my kids, I can sing with my kids with that stuff, you know, yeah. and, and just teaching them about Jesus in that way. But, you know, I recently kind of started listening to more old school music, stuff that I grew up on. Okay. You know, like Luther Vandross, OJ. Okay. You know. Okay. Stuff that, you know, that feel good music. People making yeah. music with their mouth, man. Time you know, stuff like music. that. That time <laughs> yeah. yeah, that time Yeah. So I, I listen to stuff like that. When I when I work out, I started listening and I and I and I can't lie. That this 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 dude, the baby. Okay. Now, I can't. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really get with him all the way, but you know, I I used to be, I used to love Pimp C. Okay. You know, you know, okay. I mean, I grew up on that was like the gospel growing up. You Rest know. in peace, Pimp C. Yes, right, that's right. I I got stories about that, but I respect. Now I can work out, and I'm starting to get to a point where you know, I can work out. I like the beats, right? Right. And some Rhythm. of the catchy, the catchy little line to keep you going. You know, you can't only listen to gospel. And I, I wore with it for a while, like man, you know, you what you feeding your spirit, man. You you know you, you you're doing this, and then uh -huh. but when you're trying to jump rope and you're trying to run this mile and you're trying to stay on this treadmill, listening to some stuff or listening to a, a sermon or something, sometimes you just it just wear you down. You know, you don't have the energy, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you need you need some of the energy, and so, but I look at the grind, you know, and I start looking at this little young dude. I'm like, man. I listen to some of his interviews and when you get through some of the trash, you realize 
he's really a success story, man. I mean, yeah, it's what it's what he does. Yes, but how he did it, you know, he he said I I flooded my market with content daily, you know, and I believed in myself. That's no, it's no, it's no, no different than what I did. You know, <laughs> you, we we know the saying: real recognize real. Yeah, yeah. You know, real yeah. recognize so I, real. So you know, I can't I can't listen to that with my kids. I, you know, and, and you know, I try to have a stand, but I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. Yeah. You know, I still I still I come from the streets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I come yeah. from. So the culture is always gonna be there. You know, this it's always gonna be there, yeah. and I think learning to embrace it and realize it's all it's a part of you, right? So I can't. I used to beat myself up from like listening to, you know, some of that music, you know, yeah. that I was getting away from. Yeah, and I think yeah. as I get a little, oh, I realize that don't mean I'm going to hell. That don't mean I'm having a sinning, you know, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Or it's put me in a mood. But you got, I call it a get back on the horse. Because you do, if you listen to stuff that's talking about money or guns or drugs or, or cars or just a lot of material things, you subconsciously start thinking about these things. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you remember about when you were younger listening to this music, how you was thinking about these things. And what your mindset was then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you have to... You have to get back on the horse. So even I may have a day where I might listen to some of that and you know I want to hit the beats, but I quickly kind of turn turn the page back to something that you know a little bit more subtle or something that feed my spirit more, man. Because I I realize I gotta be charged. Yeah, gotcha. you know, and I can't I can't I can't keep putting the baby in my ears. That's you know, it's- <laughs> <laughs> so podcast. What 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 you listening to on podcast? Man, I um, I don't do a lot of podcasts. When I did, um, this guy named Chris Hogan, um, you know. So I try to listen to stuff that I don't have guy. time. Yeah, that guy. I don't have time to to really read. You know, I'm big on trying to learn the Bible. You know, study. Uh, I think it's a safe book. You know, I know people you know, got different views about different things, but, yeah. and, and may want to critique this or critique that nothing's perfect. You know, right. we all take different things out of it and do what we want with it. But there's a lot of wisdom in the book, man. You know, and what I, I try agree. to do I agree. is see myself with uh, wisdom and understanding. you know, that's, and so if I could, if I can, especially if I can read something from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. and it also has some biblical teaching in it, so I'm actually checking two boxes. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's worth my time. So that's that's what I'm on right now. I wish it was a I wish it was an audio book because me sit me literally sitting reading it is something I have to commit to. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm trying to do that more. Like you asked me that in the in the, in the, in the uh, questionnaire you sent. You know, I don't do a lot of reading. I actually, I envy two people, type of people, readers and carpenters. You know, okay, <laughs> okay. I wish, I wish, I, I wish I would read more. You know, and I wish I could do stuff with my hands more, like build things. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I, man, I, 
I, I may be making a generalization here, but yeah. I, I think that's most men who can't build <laughs> stuff. You know? You know, my wife be pumping me up. Baby, you can do that. <laughs> I go out there and I'll, I'll make an attempt. Yeah. I just had to tell her, no, nah, baby, this ain't this ain't in my wheelhouse. <laughs> nah, this this ain't in that. my wheelhouse. So, yeah. man, I'm going to ask you one question, and then we're going to get into rapid fire. So, okay. I'm a young kid. I'm 8, 10 years old, maybe mm-hmm. 15. Dr. Alexander, I, I want to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. What would you tell me? It's one of the best professions in the world. Okay. You know, you can't, uh, you can't, you it's it's so consistent. Dentistry is an A to Z. You do this like this, like this, you're going to get these results. You know, it's, it's a very, you can control your own work environment. It's one of the few professions where whoever around you is who you want around you. You know, okay. if you don't want them around you, they, they don't have to they be around. They don't have to be around you. You know, you can control your hours. Okay. You know, it's a lot of positives and you helping people. You know, but you have to love what you do. I think some people get into the profession for the wrong reasons. You know, you do, you do, you can and you will over time. Dentistry is not glamorous, you know, mm-hmm. but if you stay consistent, you know, and if you see it through, it will pay off. You know, and I can be, I'm a testament for that. Good. That's great advice. That's great advice. All right. We're going to get into this rapid fire. I just got some random questions here that I'm going to throw out at you. All right. All right. What's, what's your favorite thing in your closet right now? In my closet? Favorite uh, thing shoes. in your closet. Shoes. Shoes. What, shoes, man. What, what pair of shoes? I'm, I'm a sneakerhead. Okay. And you know, but you know how to got a little older. Okay. So I got about five or six pairs of Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, hey, hey, you. them things, them things is comfortable, man. You. And you know, I'm starting to see people, a lot of people wear Brooks now too. Listen, my dad told me two things. Don't ever <laughs> shame on two things. Yeah. Shoes and tires. That's it. That's it. <laughs> he said, make sure you, if you spend money on anything, make sure yeah. you spend money on a good pair of shoes and a good set of tires. Hey, All right, man. here we go. Describe yourself as a teenager in three words. In three words, as a teenager? Yeah. Man. Whew. As a teenager in three words. Man, as a teenager. That's hard, praise on Three words. Oh, we got him stumped. We got him stumped here. Man, it's a lot of layers to that. Teenage, I was wide open. I don't, I, that's <laughs> okay, so wide open, that's two words. So give, give me one more. Give me one more. Wide open and free, man. Wide you open, know? free. free. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, God forbid that anything like this would ever happen. Mm-hmm. But if your house was on fire, what two things? Would you run back in to get? After my kids is out the house? Yeah. My kids and my wife out the house? Probably my keys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I can get my keys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I probably would want my keys and probably my phone. You know, if I did, if I could, if they were close, you know, but it, there's no, there's no, uh, nah, man. I, I, I can't think of that now. 
it'd be, I, at first response would probably be like, God, I need to move my car. You know, I need to move my truck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. so hey. I'll be thinking about how I can get this car out of here, you know, or this, this car, this garage, or stay about to burn down too. They're trying to say whatever I can get. So I would say my keys and my car. Okay. All right. So last question. They getting We're getting ready to make the a biopic of the life of Dr. Jeremy Sims Alexander. Who mm-hmm. who is playing you? Oh man, can nobody do it like my son? Okay, so your son? That's it. That's it. Okay, that's it. cool, cool. Good answer. <laughs> I wouldn't even let him make a biopic until he able to do it. Oh, hey, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Control the narrative. Yeah. All right, that's man. It. This last segment. This last segment is called "You Didn't Ask." You didn't ask. So Mm -hmm. my brother, my older brother, who I think the absolute world of spent most of my life trying to be him, not trying to be like him, but trying to be him. He always told me that you can't give people unsolicited advice. You just you Mm -hmm. just can't give people advice that they didn't ask for. But he gave me that advice anyway, even though I didn't ask for it. So this last segment Mm -hmm. is called You Didn't Ask. So what unsolicited advice would you like to share with our listeners? God rewards your perseverance. On the back of my truck, that's my license plate. It say persevere. I believe it 100%. Okay. Okay. So you didn't ask, but God rewards perseverance. There it is. Period. Thanks for tuning in to part two of our interview with Dr. Jeremy Sims Alexander. Remember, if you want to find Dr. Alexander, you can find them at milesforsmiles.com on the web. On Facebook, you can find them at 318 Miles for Smiles. On Twitter, at Miles, the number four smile, or on Instagram, Miles for Smiles 318. Again, thank you for tuning in to the network. We hope you like it here. Until next time.